Sir, she's got one open. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise Amen. Lord. It's good to be in the house and the Lord tonight. And uh, Brother Samson asked me to preach, texted me, and I've turned him down a few times because, you know, just I'm old. I'm wore down. I'm broke down. I said, man, I better not. I haven't. This is actually, I think, the first time I've ever preached in this new church sanctuary. I said, I ain't passing this up. And you know this cold that's been going around, uh, I'm fighting it. So I've got, I'm, I'm going on grit and grace tonight. I have no greenbacks. <laughs> no, God's blessed me. I appreciate him. And I'm thinking of my wife's up here singing. There's only one of a, she's one of a kind. I'm married to her. Thank God. Amen. I'm the quiet one. You know that. She, she's not quiet at all. She's not bashful. And, uh, yeah, I think there's one of a kind, but sometimes her and Sister Samson are a lot alike. But, amen, I appreciate the Lord and this church family. appreciate the Samson family, every one of them. Amen. Pray for, pray for the ministry. Amen. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your assistant pastor. Pray for the uh, brother Zach and sister Kira. The, you know, the work that they do. And, not, and it's not just them. I, and there's a lot of people. And, and as I get older and uh, can't do what I used to do when I was younger because of my health, my, my legs and things and my weight. But, uh, you know, I, I realize there's just so many people in this church that are workers. And uh, you know what? That's what it takes. If you're going to have a good church, you've got to have a church full of workers. And I know, you, man, I feel like, you know, I don't do enough, and I probably don't. And, but you know what? I do what I can. And just be faithful, like Brother uh, Samson, Caleb Samson said. Just be faithful to the house of God. And, uh, you know, we had a, when we first started coming here, um, you know, we started praying with the Samson family. We said, hey, pray for our sons. Uh, you know, Mark was in Kansas City with his family. And, not going to church, and Orrin, he was around here, but not going to church, and, you know, I, I kind of, I, you know, I've been around church long enough where I've seen things, and uh, I didn't want, you know, I wanted my family in church, you know, that's just what you want, you always want your family in church, and, and uh, you know, we went to Brother Tom Farmer's church for years, and, and his son never, and, uh, you know, his son never did get in church, and, and that always bothered me. Because Brother Farmer was one of the best men, I, you know, I've ever known. And, uh, and he's, he, you know, he just blessed my life and he encouraged me, he strengthened me. And, and he's actually, you know, probably part, he's most, uh, I don't know how much, but he's a great percentage of the reason where I'm at today is because of him. And, uh, you know, what he showed me. I mean, there's been a lot of other men, but, you know, that just always bothered me. And his boy's a good boy. His son's a good man, you know. I say boy, but he's a man, he's a little older than me. But I'm telling you, that bothered me. I said, God, don't let that happen to me. And he, he would say, I'd sit there. They'd go hunting together in the woods, deer hunting. He said, I'd talk to them. And I don't know why this is coming out, but it is. And this is for somebody. Amen. He said, but I'd go out and I'd talk to them. Amen. Don't give up hope. He said, we'd talk. And I told some of you ever going to make a move for God. And he never has and he still hasn't. But I still believe God can still move with, on him for the faithfulness of his father and his mother and what they've done for God. Amen, but that bothered me. And I'd let them know all the time, whether they liked it or not. Yes. My sons, you're not right. 
You got to get right. I wouldn't talk to him like that. It don't work. Maybe sometimes we'd get like that. Me and Mark, we like to argue a little. He likes to argue, and I don't like to give in. So, amen, we get a little loud sometimes. Orrin said, okay, Dad. One of these days, Dad, you know, he won't, he won't argue with his dad. But anyhow, God's good. Fourteen grandchildren in church. Amen. Four children and their spouses in church. Let me tell you what, be faithful to the house of God. Do what you can. God will bless it. God will honor it. Amen. I'm going to tell you, Brother Samson, if I can't figure this, finish this tonight, you're going to have to. I told my wife, I said, I don't know how long I'll be able to go tonight. I said, but I ain't worried about it. I didn't know who was going to be here. You know, Brother Samson, Elder Samson, Brother Caleb, or both of them. I said, whoever gets the mic after I'm done will go another 15, 30 minutes. Amen, Brother Jimbo. <laughs> Truth, right? Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I'm so excited about this service tonight. And the word, the message that God gave me. I actually got this title or the thought whenever Brother, I believe Brother Elder Sampson was preaching. I, I started writing it down who was preaching. I've got one here for Brother, that Brother Caleb was preaching. I wrote down a thought while he was preaching. But anyhow, that, that testimony from Sister Anita, man, that... That'll fire you up right there. If nothing else happens tonight, that testimony right there made this made it worth coming tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I serve a good God. I serve a God that cares about his children. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, if your child, amen, you being a man, ask for bread, would you give him a stone? Oh, no, but I'm God. Hallelujah. I've got so much more for you than you can give to your own children. Think about it. If you've got children, you've got grandchildren here now, you know what I'm talking about. I've given them anything and everything I can. Woo. i got something coming for my second grandson they don't know about. <laughs> I bought, I've been eyeballing these things. Amen. I've been eyeballing them hard on Facebook. <laughs> I follow this one guy on Facebook. I've seen this. Thing. I said, he's going to have that. Uh-huh. I was bad. I don't know. I just feel this. Just bear with me. Amen. When my, we, my family, when they was all at home and, and uh, my girls used to gripe at me so much. All you do is spend money on them boys. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> I ain't denying it. And they just blah, 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 blah. You know what? All you do is spend money on them boys. Now they're all grown up and have kids of their own, and my sons have no boys, but my girls do. <laughs> and I'm still spending money on them boys. I said, Nan said, what about them girls? I said, that's your job. I don't want to get them. I know what they need. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. He's a good God. Let's get in the book so I can at least read one scripture before I sit down. Amen. Uh, Genesis, the sixth chapter. If you would stand tonight for the reading of the word. Genesis, sixth chapter, and the fifth verse.
And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray tonight. God, we ask you, Lord God, just anoint you. God, let us anoint this preacher, Lord, to deliver your word. God, let us put in action what we God, anoint this congregation, God, to receive what you have for us tonight, God. God, strengthen us, bless us, encourage us, God, to go out, God, and do more for you, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we appreciate you, God. Hallelujah, Lord, we ask you to move. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, what I'm going to preach tonight, I almost hate to throw my title out there because it kind of gets you, you'll just, there's where he's at. <laughs> there's where he's going, there's where he's starting. Amen. There's only been one unsinkable boat or ship, whatever you want to call it. God designed it, and the man of God built it. Amen. God designed it, and the man of God built it. Hallelujah. Amen. The Titanic, we all know of the disaster, or if you're old enough, not, I know not to been there, but you've heard the story in class and everything in history of the Titanic. Uh, 1,500 uh, people, approximately of 2,200 passengers, perished. That's a lot of people. 1,500. April 15, 1912. And we know how they, uh, how they, they hit an iceberg and, and uh, cut, opened it up like a uh, you know, pop can, basically, and sank that dude. It was told and, and said that, that possibly it was said that not even God could sink this ship. Amen, I only know of one ship that was unsinkable. Amen, and I know who designed it, and I know who built it. Amen, because it's in that word of God right there, hallelujah. Amen, I'm gonna tell you what, if we'll lean on that one who designed it, amen, and we'll listen to the one, or one likened unto him that built it, hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you what, you'll be unsinkable. Amen, you'll make it all the way to heaven. Amen, you'll get the desires of your heart. Genesis uh, verse 13, same chapter, 6 and 13. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And, the, and this is the fashion which thou shalt make it, of the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. Amen. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side. Thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Amen. The design. God said, here's how you're going to build it. He was the designer of it. You know, you talked about the other day spending your hard money on the, on the designers and them architects. And that's what an architect is. He designs buildings, how to build them right. It's where the last, 
and uh, you know, last for a while, and they'll do what you want them to do. But God, he laid out the design here for Noah. He said, here it is, right here. Here's the blueprint, Noah. Amen. God did. He gave it to the man of God. Amen. We've got a man of God. You've got a man of God for a reason. Hallelujah. And our pastor, he's not here tonight. Man, I wish he would have been. I would have bragged him up. I would have got me some points. Amen. He'll listen to it. And say, man, I Amen. That's probably the only way he could hear it anyhow. Don't tell him I said that. Cut the tape. But God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? There's a man of God in your life for a reason. Amen. He's there for a reason because he's trying to build a ship in your life, trying to build something unsinkable in your life, something that, you know, when storms come about, they won't, and the waves and the wind blow. Amen. You won't be just scattered to the four winds. But you'll be able to stand and stay afloat. I mean, there's nothing more tumultuous or tumultuous or whatever that word is than this world right now. I remember when I was growing up, you know, as a child, and I'm just 52 years old and, and uh, in junior high and high school. There's nothing like we got today. Nothing. Not even, you know, I know it's bad. It's always been bad. But it just gradually seems to be getting worse. Hallelujah. But you know what? He'll keep you afloat in this time just as well he did back then. Amen. But you've got to have a preacher. You've got to have a man of God in your life. Amen. We all know that God is the, is the designer. Amen. He's done, gave us the design. He's done, gave us something to go by, how to build this ship. Amen. How can you saved without a pre- be saved without a preacher? Amen. How can he preach lest he be sent? Amen. I'll tell you what, I'm thankful for a man of God and men of God to get up and preach the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell me how to live it. Amen. Tell me what it takes. Amen. It doesn't always fit my bill. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes they're down in my aisle walking up and down. Hallelujah. Giving me the what for. Hallelujah. But I just got to say, God, whatever it takes, I've got to be saved. This ship's going to float no matter what. Hallelujah. I've got to be saved. I've got to float this boat in life. Hallelujah. Amen. We're in the old ship of Zion. Don't get out. Don't get out. Amen. When I was young and we was married, I backslid for, oh, five or ten years. I don't know. Five years. Five. We'll say five. Four. Not as bad as I thought I was. Four years. I was backslid. I didn't want to go to church. And uh, my cousin, uh, Jim slash Bo Ryan, called me. And uh, he was going to Brother Far- gonna go to Brother Farmer's that night. He said, hey, you want to? Go with me. I said, well, not tonight. But there was something. That, that, I just remembered that was on a landline I pulled off, the, pulled off the wall. It wasn't no cell phone. Brother Adam, you remember that. Amen. And uh, something about that. You, you, you just inviting somebody to church. It stirred me. It touched my heart. Amen. I said, man, somebody cares. Hallelujah. Anyhow, when I went back to church and I finally, you know, went back and I said, I, I, this is it. You know, I'd been in and, in and out before I totally just backslid. You know, I said, this is it. I said, and I, I felt like God told me, this is it. You stay in. I don't care what happens. You're going to fail, folks. That's been 30, nearly 30 years ago. You're going to fail. You're going to come up short. But that's what this altar's for right here. Amen, that's what this altar's for, to keep you in the ship. You can't walk up to a ticket place and buy a ticket to get on board. 
But amen, you got to get down in this altar and be born into it. Amen. And when you get born into it, you've got to stay in it. Hallelujah. If you have any issues or downfalls or faults or falter, right back here. Amen. God, you got to forgive me. I've got to make it. Amen. Hallelujah. I like to read, you know, Louis. Amen. And uh, I just, or listen to him too. But we got done listening to one. Hallelujah. One of them ones about them sackets, you know. This one's got the ships in it. Man, they'd get them things holed every now and then. You know, cannon fire and put a hole in the side of it. And they'd have to dock them things in somewhere, beach them. And, whew, good buck. You know, if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Almost as good as the Bible, but not that good. Amen. The Bible gets you to heaven. Louis gets you in trouble if you ain't careful. You start thinking you're tough or something. You know, talking tough and you're in trouble. But anyhow, you know what? You're going to get the devil's, hey, hey man, he's got weapons. And he's going to hold your ship every now and then with a big old cannonball. And you're just going to have to get somewhere where you can get it fixed and repaired. Amen. Because we got to float this thing all the way to heaven. Amen. There's no stopping place. There's no place to put it on the bottom of the ocean. But I've got to make it to heaven. In comparison, the ark was 300 cubits long, and I don't know if I, I Googled it, okay? Gargled, whatever. And it, and it said it's about one and a half, a cubit was about one and a half foot. I'm not here to argue that. I don't care. But 450 feet long, the Titanic was 882 feet long. 50 cubits wide or 70 foot wide, the Titanic was 90 foot wide. Amen. 30 cubits high. 45 foot high, the ark. 175 foot high, the Titanic. That's two of their smokestacks. They ran those on coal. But you know what? It sunk. It may have been bigger. It was made out of metal. And most of us know, you know, what do you chop a tree down with? And that's an axe. Brother Matherly showed us that the other day. Use an axe. Amen. It's made out of metal to cut that wood down. But you know what? That thing sank. And that ark did not. Amen. Because of the designer and because of the builder is why it stayed afloat. Amen. I want to tell you something else. You look at them directions and them uh, design that God gave to Noah. He didn't say anything about a rudder. And if you know what a rudder is, it's what steers the boat. Amen. It's what guides that big ship is the rudder. And... Uh, it also said it didn't have anything on there about a cell. There was no cell on it. That's what they had back then. They didn't have the mercury outboards like we do now. And, but they had a cells. That's what they powered it with wind. So there was no power there. Amen. It was just no, it was just there. No guidance. Now that water was coming up, Brother Caleb. And I know we've got some fishermen here. Brother Winkler, he's been out in the ship. And my dad was in the Navy. And uh, they know, you know. Of course, the Navy's probably not so much because you're on a big, wide ocean. But there is land that comes up every now and then. This thing had no guidance, no power to make it go where it wanted to go. And as that water was rising, I don't know where he's sitting, in the middle of the woods, the mountains. Amen. But I've, I've hit plenty of trees in my bass boat out there on the lake. Amen. This thing had no way to guide it because it wasn't designed that way. And he didn't build it that way. He built it the way God designed it. And as those waters was coming up, they didn't automatically get above the mountains. 
But they slowly rose and finally got a, well, while that was happening, that ship, if it did bump anything, did not receive enough damage to sink it. And when that water came up above the mountains, that ark was still floating. And when that ark came down and settled on the mountain, amen, God still had his hand on it. Let me tell you what, get God in your life, hallelujah. Get in the ship. Let the man of God lead you and guide you. And you'll make it all the way, I promise you. Get your nose in the book. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Peter. I'm getting close to getting done if they want to come to the music. Second Peter, the second chapter. Fourth verse. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. I am... How many is glad for a preacher of righteousness in this church? Amen. Somebody. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes when Brother Samson preaching, I, he said that. You know, and, uh, you know, wow. But I'm not, not really. I really don't care. It's him saying it, not me. But I am like, man, you know, that needs preached. There's too many people that won't preach that anymore. There's too many people afraid to say that anymore. You know, it's got to be politically correct or whatever. And what he's preaching is nothing but truth and what's going to get us out of here. You can't water this down. Amen. You've got to keep it like it has always been from the beginning. Amen. From the book of Acts when they started the church. Hallelujah. It can't change. It's got to stay the same. In 1 Peter, the third chapter and 18th verse. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is eight, souls were saved by water. That preacher preached. He worked, he built, he preached. Eight souls, just his family, amen, were saved. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what, if we're going to make it to heaven, We've got to have a preacher. We've got to have the design from the designer, and he's going to preach the word. Hallelujah. Amen. He's going to preach it. He's going to build it. He's going to build you something if you'll build upon this rock. Amen. Amen. When the winds and the rains come, amen, it won't wash you away. But if you build upon the sand, if when that preacher's preaching, I say, hey, that ain't for me. That ain't for me. Amen. You're on the sand. Hallelujah. I want to stay in the ship. Hallelujah. I want to stay upon the boat. I had some few more scriptures and thoughts, and I thought I had them wrote down. Maybe I didn't. I didn't flip the page to the backside. Well, we've already got the singers up here. But you know what? When they was in the ship two times out there, one time 
Jesus was in the boat sleeping when the storm came. Don't you care that we perish, Jesus? Sleeping there. And uh, I haven't got nothing tied together here, but this is a little bit of tidbit here. You know, I was thinking about Jonah. And we know he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. He's going the wrong way. But what was, what was he doing in the midst of the storm? He was sleeping in the boat. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I wasn't living right, I had trouble sleeping. <laughs> Amen. When I wasn't doing right, I had trouble sleeping. But Jesus was sleeping in the boat. Amen. In the ship. That ship didn't sink. Another time, they was out there, and Jesus wasn't with them this time. And then the old storm came up and the wind started blowing. Now these were fishermen and men who knew the sea. Amen. You know, they knew this was a bad storm. They were scared. I've been on some storms that weren't so bad when I was on the lake, you know, white caps. And then I've been on some that scared me. You know, and uh, so they was out there. And who came walking on the water? Jesus. <laughs> that master designer of a ship that won't sink. Amen. The master designer designed something that will last forever. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will last forever. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. There's only one way to get in this ship, and there's only one way to stay in this ship. Amen. And that's at an old-fashioned altar. Amen. And I'm inviting you as they sing to come. Amen. Just get in as deep as you can. Amen. I want a first-class ticket. Amen. I don't want a second or third. I want to make it all the way. Hallelujah. As they sing, Lord bless you tonight. Thank God for the priest.